What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And uh, Mike, would you say it's been a long road? Getting, uh, from... getting from there to here, yeah. Yeah, from the start of season three of Lower Decks to the end. It's not the end. It's this the is finale. episode nine. This is episode nine. This isn't episode ten? No. Oh, God damn it. It felt like it could have been a finale, but it's not. Why your do whole, I keep your whole it's intro the bit is is wrong. You've been like one episode ahead in your count for the last three or four weeks now. At least one episode oh. ahead. There was like episode Man. six or whatever you thought was eight. You know what? Maybe my memory is fucked. Yeah. God damn it! I've been threatening you with a finale for weeks. One of these days. One of these I'm, days. One of these specifically days. Specifically next week. I'm I'm gonna mean it. You say that. Yeah. Wait, le- next week. Anna. Gosh. And I think Whatever. it's Prodigy next week as well. I think it's double. Oh, oh fuck off. How yeah. are you doing, Mike? I'm <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm living the dream. I'm uh, getting distracted by uh, the UK government imploding and uh, watching all people who get deservingly. Um, you know, get everything that they get deserved to them, let's say. How are you doing? I mean, I guess I'm okay, but I think I think I might be on a different planet. Um, but yeah, no, the, um, yeah, it, it, it is wonderful news. It is wonderful news. Liz yeah. Truss just resigned as, as Prime Minister after a month, um, a month of, mm. of just pure, just nothing, just yeah. uninspired nonsense had half of that time off because the queen was dead <laughs> you know didn't have Honestly. to do anything for two weeks out of um, yeah she basically yeah she basically like she, she basically had like three weeks on the job yeah that's nuts man it really does feel like i was just saying to you before we started recording um mm. it feels like no one actually wants to be prime minister yeah and so like no one is actually up for the task hmm. and prime minister just ends up being whoever like is foolish enough to say yeah. i'll do it and the rest of the party just goes all right <laughs> how easy are you to pop it okay Fuck then you, you can know, be right, it yeah. whatever i mean yeah. it's not a it's not a relative you know relative to what incredibly intelligent you know masters of industry get it's not a well-paying job it's not a great job because you're constantly in front of cameras having to like defend stuff. And at and the it's moment, British politics as well. So like you like yeah. not only are you constantly in front of cameras, but you have to be on. Mm. Like and at the moment, the whole global fucking economy is breaking. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be blamed when inflation, you know, goes up, even if it's only by two percent. Never mind the ten percent we've got at the moment. So, you know, it's a bad job and a bad time for anyone to get it. But it's still great watching people who didn't deserve it anyway getting um, royally lampooned. Um, Anyway, um, we're we're supposed to be here talking about Star Trek, aren't we? Oh, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, we got Um, some news. We got not a lot of news, but the news that we've got is all good news. Well, not all good news, but it's all good chunks. Yeah. All all nice, meaty chunks. Mm. And then we've got an episode of Lower Decks, not the finale to talk about. Fucking so hell, wanna... man. 
Oh, if you want to oh, skip God. to that, there's Sorry. time codes down below or whatever. I've just but, got to um, delete a couple of my notes. <laughs> Son of a oh, bitch. Did you have like, oh, what's this going to mean for next season already? Lackluster finale. Uh, okay. Let's yeah. get on with the news. Um, yeah. We've got some. We've got some mixed blessings um, mm. for for parts of the world, various different parts of the world. Um, let's start off with some sad news. Sad news for the Trekkies of France, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, mm-hmm. as uh, Paramount Plus has announced that they will be launching in those regions on December first uh, through the eighth. Sorry, guys, but you too will soon be cursed with Paramount Plus. Yeah, I I can only hope that you get a better launch than the UK had. You've got something more approximating the US, but you know, yeah, who, who knows? Yeah, fucking Germany, Switzerland, like pff, they yeah. are going to hate how inefficient that app is. <laughs> yeah, it's and, just... the, and the Germans are a big, big market for track as well. France, not so mm-hmm. much, but Germany loves track and uh, yeah yeah it's gonna have to deal with uh the app the dreaded app terrible terrible news Mm. um you know thoughts and prayers to you all yeah um but on a happier note uh in the netherlands and portugal sky will be releasing show sky showtime you know the the tv on demand service um, where people will be able to watch Paramount Plus content, including, of course, Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Discovery. Um, mm-hmm. Good for you. You you don't have to worry about the shitty fucking app. You can just bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. Watch it on your TV. It's going to be so easy to um, show your dad. Your dad's going to be able to watch it. Yeah. New fucking stat, new Star Trek. Well, I mean, you you won't be put that in like Swiss yeah, or whatever. In, in, yeah, in in Netherlands and Portugal. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like my dad. Bloody hell, new Star Trek. Oh, fucking hell, really? Well, mm. releases Strange New Worlds and Discovery coming to the Paramount Channel in Asia, vaguely defined as Asia in the article here. Mm. Um, it's only currently only available in South Korea, so. Presumably, when they say Asia, they mean the rest of Asia. I like that these releases, like, as they go along, the technology's getting, like, meh, meh, meh. Like, we yeah. go from a streaming service to a TV on demand service to a channel. Yeah. Uh, on to the next chunk. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, colon, Supernova has launched. Um, how do we feel about that? So this is a game for it's on all the old platforms, all the last gen, and you know the next. Well, like gen SNES, the old <laughs> yeah. consoles, and N sixty four. It is looks it on... like it could be on the PS two. To be fair, it looks. I mean, I'm definitely getting some GameCube vibes. Yeah, um, you you can kind of tell. I, I've watched you know a bit of playthrough. I, I didn't buy this one um, for for obvious reasons. Um, but you know, it starts off and it has that cheap Star Trek game vibe, like Star Trek Legacy had, where it's cartoons or like um sketches of the characters rather than animatics. 
Well, it's just like a sketch and it says, oh, no, we're getting this. Another sketch. Oh, no, we're doing this as the, you know, cut scene before a thing. Mm. And it is a it's painful to watch. Each text box like fucking Banjo-Kazooie or whatever pops up with a boop. And then you have to click it to the next one. And every time you click it, it goes like ding. And so it goes boop, ding, boop, ding. And with like ridiculous gaps in between where people talk, like text box pops up and then you get the it's video. Like... No, there's no there's no mouth movement. Oh, is it... it is just like like Jerry Anderson puppet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, Jerry Anderson's puppet's mouths moved. They did. They did. Mm. So, you know, we're we're one step behind um Super Mario Nation <laughs> on this. But it, it's it, if you want to know what the, the game is actually like, it's a bit like a Lego, let's say, um, game. So the, yeah, you've you know, got you that kind of like and, yeah, you've yeah. got that kind of like not third person, but like fourth wall perspective, and mm. everything's moving around. Yeah, yeah, it looks camera naff. like slightly isometric view, um, and you, you know you hit a plant and then stones or whatever come out that you collect. Um, flow up. Cool. Yeah, like bolts from Lego yeah. game. It's mainly puzzle. I have heard it references like the Zindi and stuff like that. I haven't watched the um, the full playthrough to actually see what the references are. I didn't have the strength. Well, it says he can only play as Dal or Gwindala um, mm. in solo or two player mode. This is clearly a game for kids, and kids are going to want to yeah. play as the characters that they're going to want to play as. Kids are going to want to play as like. The 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 Tellerite. They're going to want to mm. play as Derek. Um, yeah. They're going to. I'm surprised play they didn't as... put him in as well because, yeah. you know, you can understand not having Murph the slug in because how do you make mechanics around a slug character movement and stuff like that, or the mm. floating one? But he's just a dude. He walks like they walk. Mm. So don't get it. So. Unless unless you're a child. Yeah. Unless you're a child, in which case, you know, there's puzzles and and other challenges and, you know, games are good for hand-eye coordination and shit. So if you have a child and you are currently in the process of indoctrinating them into Star Trek, then this game is probably the way to go. Yeah. We, we, Uh, uh, or I'm certainly, and hopefully you're the same, that there's... mm. There's nothing bad about getting new people into Trek, especially if they're younger people. No. Um, th- this whole franchise can't die when we die. <laughs> no. Um, th- there's, there's, there's an official synopsis. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it's no meh. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so we've, we've been fucking, we've been, we've had this dropped on our laps. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the game that people actually are interested in playing. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence has been pushed back to uh, at some point in April 2023. Yeah. Um, we got a little uh, release from Dr- Dramatic Labs. Uh, mm. Production has been advancing steadily all summer, but we have made the difficult decision to move our release date of 2022 in order to give the game a final coat of polish and create mm. a truly immersive Star Trek experience. We're planning to release Star Trek Resurgence in, in April 2023. Our love and admiration for Star Trek is instrumental in this decision. 
We're proud of what we've accomplished so far, and this continues to be a passion project for everyone here. We're incredibly grateful and excited to be able to work within a universe that means so much to so many. Hey, man, at least it's not just being delayed for no reason. Seems like they are, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, like, and especially, you know, with all we hear nowadays about game crunch, you know, game, game dev crunch. Yeah. I'd rather a game be delayed, A, to make a better game, and B, to not have to have people work 120-hour weeks away from their family continuously. So good on yeah. them. I can wait a couple more months. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, if they're working with Paramount, there might not be necessarily so much game crunch going on even because mm -hmm. Paramount, as we've said, don't seem to be able to organize a piss up in the brewery. So maybe they're not pressuring the devs over at Star Trek Resurgence. So maybe they're yeah. just, you know what? We're actually going to take our time with it since um, mm. you guys don't seem to have the same kind of urgency as everyone else. It would feel a bit mad as well. I know they're com for completely different demos, but having a Prodigy Supernova launch and then a month or two later being like, and here's another game. We, you haven't had a Star Trek game in a decade, but here's two games within two months. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what is the deal with Resurgence again? It's is it, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, choose-your-own-speech-bubble. Yeah, it's like that. Um, it's the same company, I think, or like a spin-off of the same company that did the Wolf one and the Batman mm. one. Um, mm. So it's the same sort of thing. And there's it's set before Spock, um, you know, travels into the, the Kelvinverse. Mm. Um, because he's in it and you get mm -hmm. to diplomacy with Spock. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's see, that's the thing. That's the uh, that's the thing that Star Trek Online is missing. You can't do a diplomacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So by the look of this, you know, it's it's um but the Batman Telltale game was like um one of the best I hear for Batman fans who like the detective stuff. Because, you know, choose your own adventure. You can do more detecting than you can just beating people up, Arkham Knight style. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this is the same diplomacy stuff. Yeah, and, like, they would have different endings on those games from what I heard. Mm. Like, if you got, if you, like, because it's detective work, and if you deduce the wrong conclusion, like, mm. you know, it fu you fuck up. Yeah. You know, unlike there was a Sherlock Holmes game where, like, no matter what conclusion you came to, it was the it was the right deduction. Yeah. It's like lame. 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 Um, what, what's next in news for us though? Uh so next, uh, a new book from Smithsonian Publishing, Space Craze, America's Enduring Fascination with Real and Imagined Space Flight. It's a uh, it's a space historian. It's it's uh, it's described as a space historian's tour through astounding spaceflight history and the Smithsonian's collection of space and science fiction memorabilia. It's basically a look at the uh, the cultural impact of spaceflight, both like real life space exploration and you know uh, spaceflight, and uh, as it's portrayed in in film and TV. Mm -hmm. um, Looks like it's going to be interesting, uh, but relates more directly to Star Trek because there is a, a full chapter dedicated to Star Trek titled Star Trek Lives. 
like you know because the book's all focusing on like the the cultural impact um of of these things it talks a lot about the fandom which mm. is nice because that's that's us um have you ever seen trekkies i have i have have, have you ever seen trekkies 2 i i think i have it would have been a couple of years if i have yeah. Do you remember when I told you about the guy who made the, the Star Trek flat and how he turned out to be to to have possession of loads of child pornography? Yeah, he turned out to be a wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he probably he would have loved Star Trek Prodigy coming out. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, man. <laughs> and he would have loved this book. Um, God knows books are some of the only entertainment he has anymore. Uh, uh, so if you go over to trekmovie.com, they've got an article on Space Craze, which includes quite a large excerpt from the book. Um, I hope it's not the entire chapter because they've kind of kind mm. of given the... Uh, Doing a blow uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's an extended excerpt. It's quite long, but I just wanted to... Um, just wanted to read you a short extract that I found. Mm -hmm. um, here we go. Uh, this is, I like this bit. I like this bit. Start because it's so it's talking mostly before I start reading it. It's talking mostly about like the, the fan base growing after the original series gets cancelled. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very much deals with that space in between the end of TOS season three and Star Trek the motion picture. Um, Star Trek's fan base took form during the show's initial run and persisted even after the end of the third broadcast season. Reflecting on those years, an early fan newsletter summarized the fledgling movement. For three years after Star Trek's demise, the Star Trek's fandom has grown. Individual pockets of fans across the world thought they were the only ones left. Despite that perception of isolation, the makings of an esoteric and eccentric network existed, as the same publication reflected with some af with some affection, the show's followers were a vast, complicated, highly interesting, volatile group of people. Yeah, and other than them being more connected nowadays by the internet, it yeah. still rings true today, doesn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. The uh, the Trekkies have always uh, found a way. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love that. I love it when people find a, cho a chosen family, a community. It's great stuff. We have our own little Star Trek community, don't we? Yeah, that's why, you know, we've got the Facebook group. That's mm -hmm. why we've got people who, you know, the, the, the small handful of you that watch here, you're all, you're all brothers and sisters in arms. Right on, man, right on. Yeah. In... Super happy news. Obviously, Star Trek got snubbed, as it always does at various award ceremonies recently. Um, but fear ye not, because while Star Trek Discovery may not be the best show on TV, it certainly is one of the gayest. Um, and this year, the Star Trek franchise will be honored with a visionary award at the Outfest, Outfest Legacy Awards. What do you reckon of that, Mike? It's it's very good. It's the first time I've heard of the the Outfest at, mm. at all. I, I knew Glad, um, but presumably this is a different you know, award and different group and different whatever. 
Um, but yeah, all good, all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, it says here, I'm reading on trekmovie.com, Outfest, the LA-based non-profit organization whose impact promotes empathy for the global queer community, careers in the entertainment industry, and the exhibition slash preservation of LGBTQIA plus and underrepresented stories and voice. I'm sorry, that's such yeah. a long run on sentence. I've lost, I've lost the rhythm of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're getting an award for, from what I saw glancing at the article. It looks like um, King of the Biceps himself is going to collect it. Hell yeah. He's going to have no trouble picking up that award whatsoever. Yeah. He'll just have to watch out when he picks it up. He doesn't accidentally like throw it a mile in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, great stuff. The You know, the Star Trek has, has always been very ahead of the curve with mm-hmm. um, with social issues. Obviously, race and, and equality um, has been tackled since the early days. Um you know, lightly touched upon uh, <laughs> um, in Next Generation, but, you know, explored a lot more in, you know, Deep Space Nine and then obviously dove headfirst into by uh, by Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know a lot of uh, a lot of members of the community um, and uh, they're all massive Trekkies. Yeah. Of course, of course, you know, it's, it's always been a very open community. And if you think it, if you are under the illusion that it isn't uh, an open community to those people, you know, leave. You can just (laughs) make like, make like Liz Truss and take yourself out the fucking back door. Yeah. Don't want to see you. 44 days now. Yeah, man. Don't want people to see you leaving my house. Yeah. Anyway, (sighs) next news. Uh, last last bit of news in a uh, interview with Esquire, um, the Rings of Power showrunners. Um, what are their friggin' names? Patrick McKay and JD Pine uh, mm. talked about some of the plans for the scrapped Star Trek Four from the Kelvin universe, which is so a this film was the that... original Star Trek this Four was, as well, yeah, the one yeah. they had straight after Beyond. Yeah, we've had a couple of Star Trek fours that didn't get made. Didn't didn't get made. Won't be getting made. Was was never getting made. Yeah. The second they finished filming Star Trek Beyond, Mm -hmm. um, the 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 spinners of fate just left that thread and just moved on. Yeah. You Um, can't have high budget movies. Bringing only like mid, you know, mid returns nowadays, and nope. no one really makes mid budget movies except not for like unless, Netflix. Yeah, not unless you are James Cameron making a dozen Avatar films that yeah. no one asked for, but are absolutely coming our way. Anyway, the second one of that's still going to make a billion though. Hmm. Patrick McKay says, so talking about it, the conceit was that through a cosmic quirk in the Star Trek world, some some good Star Trek science there, Mm. um, Chris Pine, uh, Chris Pine's Jim Kirk and father George Clerk, played by Chris Hemsworth, um, would be the same age and they would be together and running around the galaxy. Mm. Um, It was going to be a 
great. It's he's got a very weird like this. This quote is verbatim, and this dude has a very strange way of speaking. Mm. Um, it was going to, it was going to be a grand father son space adventure. That's not a grandfather son space. Yeah, bit, that's how I read it when I first father, read it. Um, space adventure. Think Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in space. Hmm. Uh, Famously, we... those two are the same age on in that film. Yeah, aren't they? essentially, they're, <laughs> they're like they're like they're not far apart. They're like a, they're barely yeah. a decade apart. Yeah. Um. Uh. They said they they were really thrilled about it. We had an original villain and a really cool 2001: A Space Odyssey esque sci fi idea at the core. We worked on it for two and a half years with Lindsay Webber, our non-writing executive producer, on re- blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie eventually fell apart. Yeah. Because we uh, didn't this. <laughs> yeah. And it really was a heartbreak. The, the interesting thing in the interview in the article, I think, because we knew that there was an original plan to bring George Kirk back, you know, Hemsworth back. Um, but how they were going to bring him back in that, you know, that I, I would have thought initially on hearing they were going to bring George Kirk back, who we definitely saw die in mm-hmm. uh, 09 Trek. You see him yep. headbutt the camera at a thousand mm-hmm. miles an hour um, yep. when he drives the Kelvin into the Narada. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were going to use the same method that Scotty hid himself in the transporter buffer Yeah, in the which movie. Is, which is stupid Yeah, um, because, like, they're, they're talking here about, like, you know, he's on his as he's saying goodbye to her. He's on his pad typing away, but we see what he's typing away on his pad yeah. in the thing, and it's it's not that. It's him, you know. It's him steering into it's, the set. Yeah, of the it's, ship. It's, yeah. It's him like typing. I'm going to die now. Yeah. Into the computer. End of log. And you know, Scotty, miracle worker of technology, George Kirk. Guy who's got thirty seconds before crashing a ship into another ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, no. did, it didn't work for me as like an idea. Um, you know, if the movie had come out, I still would have been like, "What was this? You know, why?" Yeah. There's so many different ways to bring people back. If you need, if you want to do that, have it alternate I mean, well, universe. Have have George Kirk from the Prime Universe be taken into the Kelvin. Do you think they maybe flew too close to the sun by by making this their treatment? Well, I think they they flew too close to the sun by having Hemsworth in it at all because it came down to yeah, budget. That's what, I'm that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do you think if they'd have maybe had a, a smaller idea that maybe could have been made for like the same or even potentially less money, hmm. maybe that movie would have got made? It, it would have had to be in less money because that since. Since this Star Trek Four plan, we've had a couple of others, including the one that was Balance of Terror-ish, mm. um, that would have been cheaper. Um, but you know, it's it's if you're writing a script for Hollywood, you've got to understand what budget a film you're making, and that's between the scriptwriter and the producer um, to do. In that, you can't just say, "Oh, and I want to film it live on the Burj Khalifa." Um, and we've got we've got a hundred pound. I don't I can't afford flights there, um, but I want to film it on the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a shame because like they say in the interview that they've got they at the center of it they had a very cool two thousand one Space Odyssey like conceit. Mm. You can do a cool 
space 2001 a space odyssey can see for relatively cheap now yeah you know like they could they still could have run with that idea that would have been cool a, like a more cerebral kind of original villain for a for a, a fourth movie that you know you know you know star trek beyond was doing something new mm. after two films of doing the same yeah you know you, you know what the more the... new would have been good you know what the worst irony of it is? Of, of them, we've said, like, I've certainly said before, just use the TV cast nowadays. Mm. If mm. they produced it then, they've probably spent a good couple of million half producing scripts and then just throwing them in the bin for the last, yeah. um, Beyond was 2006, so six, seven years, they've been producing scripts and throwing them in the bin. Well, I mean, so they've been doing it for decades. They've been doing it for decades. Yeah, there, yeah, there was, yeah. you know, there's, there's been, there's been a dozen scrapped Star Trek movies over the years. Yeah, you know, absolutely, fucking one where they kill JFK or they try to stop someone killing JFK. Yeah. A, a Star Trek, a Starfleet Academy movie. Yeah, uh, all all kind all kinds of nonsense has been thrown at the wall, and, and none of it has stuck. No. Um. Still, Indiana Jones in space sounds fun. Yeah. Well, next season of Disco, they keep on saying it's Indiana Jones in space as well, don't they? So, Jim was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big reveal that his name's actually George Cook Jr. No, because in in '09 they explain where his name comes from. Because I've I've watched the scene of of. George Kirk's death. Tiberius was the dog. Yeah, they say, why don't we name him after your father? It's like Tiberius is a terrible name. Well, <laughs> I mean, like... if they're remaking, if they're remaking that scene from the film anyway, to say, yeah. to to have him go try to transport out of the thing, why don't they just change the dialogue? They're just like, no, why don't we name him after your dog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, change dad to dog. Yeah, yeah. Tiberius was the dog's name. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, what could have been, eh? Yeah. What could have been? Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, track. man. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, but that's it for the news. How do you feel? Do I you feel, feel ecstatic. You feel informed? I, I feel so much up to date. Um, I'm even going to refresh like Trek movie now to make sure we're not missing out on everything. Oh, man, we do. We do. We often do. Sometimes we often we'll record. Do. We'll record an episode, and then sometimes just one. Sometimes a couple of uh, of new stories will will pop off as we're recording. Bastards. Yeah. There's um, nothing on there, so I'm thinking we are so up to date. You know, can't get more up to date than us, other than the twelve hours it's going to take me to edit this. <laughs> cool. So, should we go on to the the actual episode? Oh Christ, I don't know what the episode's called. Um, um, okay, there we go. I know what the episode's uh-huh. called. Should we go on to our episode of Lower Decks? Uh, trusted Sources. Trusted Sources? Trusted it's the Sources. Penultimate episode of season three. Oh, can't it just be over? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why. I just keep thinking it's episode 10. Yeah. It's uh, it's stuck in your mind. It's stuck in your mind. But non-spoilers, what did you think of the episode? The 
Yeah, I thought it was good. If it had been the season finale, it would have been. I would have found it somewhat lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, but it being a penultimate episode, I think it had the appropriate amount of luster. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was generally solid. It's it's more drama than funny. Um, yeah, there's a lot of plot. Uh, lot of plot. Yeah. A lot of shoe leather they go through, but mm-hmm. it's half an hour. I always think like they get a whole lot done. This feels yeah. like more happens in this than happens in a TNG episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's all that yeah. fast talking. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and the only things like I put this episode down for were like some things it does feel like obvious leadoffs for where they've like set plot lines up earlier in the season and it feels yeah. like where they've left stuff off there's obvious plot lines to pick up so it feels like middle movie syndrome again you know where it's yeah. like oh this thing that we mentioned a couple of episodes is happening now and and here's obvious setup for next episode or next season you know yeah yeah mm. which is could be why it felt like a season finale to you in that you know it, mm. it feels like it's setting up stuff up for a next season, doesn't it? Yeah, there was uh, there was a, um, a so- somewhat of a flying off into the sunset ending. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I you know my my whole thing is 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 about whether or not yeah I like it when Lower Decks maintains a balance between mm-hmm. storyline jokes and references, and I think that. A nice balance was achieved this week. Yep. There, there were certainly mm-hmm. points where I actually laughed out loud rather than just mm. LOL'd. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the dr- the drama mostly got me. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's all good, yeah. in my opinion. Absolutely. If you're... Uh, um, and uh, wait, let me just... Let me just get the episode title up. It's I've not done this. I've not done this in a while, but I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to uh, to say if you liked mm-hmm. Star Trek: The Next Generation's episode Symbiosis, you will very much like this episode. And for people who can't remember which Symbiosis was, because it was a season one anyway, so it's the drugs one. one. It's it drugs. The drugs episode. It's drugs. Oh, it's a metaphor. Yeah, um, <laughs> very, very kind to call very, a metaphor. Very thinly <laughs> veiled metaphor. Yeah, um, but but yeah, it's uh, you know a ham-fisted 1980s style approach to the drug epidemic. Yeah, um, the, and there's it's, drug and planet, it's, and then there's yeah, dealer planet. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic, yeah. classic yeah. episode filled with that guys. Yeah. That there's two go... guys from um, Rap of Khan. Yes. There's, uh, yeah. there's Khan's son and there's Kirk's yeah. son. Yeah. Both druggies, I think, from what memory. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. It's, that, it's guy. that guy. It's that guy and that guy. Yeah. Anyway. For non, I... Non-spoilers? Yeah. Well, should I should I do the, the episode review and then it's non-spoiler time? Yeah, dude. So Captain Freeman is launching her planetary follow-up initiative, which is going back to planets outside the Federation that had contact many years ago. But when she finds out the Admiral Wenmingo, Wenamingo, is sending Wen- Wenamigo. Okay, there we go. it's a it's 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 
Nguyen is South Korean. Amigo is uh, Nguyen is a, a very very common South Korean name. Yeah, and Amigo is Spanish for friend. Okay, Nguyen Amigo is Nguyen Amigo. Uh, sending a journalist from Federation News Network. Um, she gets super stressed trying to put best foot forward. Uh, that means putting an end to a pie eating contest from the lower deckers um, and stopping them talking to the journalist as they're heading to the first follow-up planet, Ornara, the um, the addict planet from yes. Symbiosis. Yeah, the the one the the guys who are all itchy. Yeah. Oh, we just need a cure, you know, for our disease. Here, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, that planet's complete. Yeah, that planet. Um, that planet's completely fine, though. They've moved past their Felicium addiction and moved on to being fitness addicts. Um, so the Cerritos goes off to the ex-drug dealer planet, uh, Brecker. On the way, Ransom sees Mariner talking to the uh, journalist just before the journalist starts pointing out how dysfunctional the Cerritos is. Um, Freeman thinks Mariner showed her up, uh, so she transfers... Mariner to Starbase 80, this hellhole. Uh, the Cerritos goes to Brecker, but gets attacked by the Breen. Luckily, an automated Federation ship sent by the Admiral arrives, destroys the Breen ship. Um, the Federation news network um, lets go that, or lets slip that all the officers, uh, not the lower deckers, were the ones that showed how dysfunctional the Cerritos were. Um, Freeman calls Starbase 80 to get Mariner back, but she's left Starfleet to become a Vash character with Petra Aberdeen from mm -hmm. a couple of episodes. Okay. Yes, Indiana Jones in yeah. space. Yeah. Whew. A lot yeah, of shoe leather there. A lot of shoe leather. Yeah, a lot happened. That was that was concise. That was yeah. good. Um, I, I was thinking before we want to talk about this episode, because this is so, so very strongly on the um, symbiosis episode, what do you think of Picard's symbiosis solution um I, the yeah the um uh it's it's that kind of old um sort of liberal attitude of like you know it's not even that it's like the liberal attitude of like you know it's it's fine if we just kind of leave people to their own stuff mm. but you know as, well, as he's, long as we're not as long as we're not, as long as we're not yeah as, as long as we're not actually doing harm yeah then it's okay but the thing is like they were actively asking for help mm. and so prime directive doesn't apply and mm. also just taking the drugs off them and leaving them to go cold turkey is not necessarily <laughs> no. the right thing to do even if you even if someone is going cold turkey, they're either mm. in a facility, yep, where they are where they're being looked after, or they've got friends who have like, you know, locked them in a locked them in the bedroom, and they're they're you know they're putting food under their door, yeah, while they while they sweat it out. It did um, feel like that sort of, um, you know, oh, I'll just lock I'll lock my um, drug addicted son in the cupboard for a week. And um, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't like don't get me wrong. If that is, if if you if if that is genuinely, if you feel that that is necessary, mm -hmm. don't lock them in a cupboard. Just lock them in a room 
with a bed yeah. and water and food mm. and maybe some Valium. But this is the um, thing. Even even then, and certainly now, we know that you know there are better outcomes if you ease people down from mm. drug use. And yes. that can be putting them on a, a different drug that gives a different high and easing yeah. them off that over time. Yeah. Compared Absolutely. to just being like, see you in 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, we see in the episode that the, the, the drug addicts became exercise addicts. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, like sometimes, mm. like if, yeah, sure, if drugs are destroying your life. Yeah. Stop taking drugs. Hmm. But sometimes it's better to, you know, if your friends and your family are saying you're being a bit of a cunt, maybe just hmm. reel it in. But don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to stop doing drugs. You definitely don't have to become a douchebag fucking gym rat. Hmm. Like, oh my God. Like, it, it, it happens a fair bit in real life as well, where like, it really does. P- people, uh, you know, have addictive personalities. So they find something more positive to be addicted on. Yeah. And it's so, that's rather not, than, you know, you know, being constantly these guys are running 10Ks constantly. So Yeah, and in many ways, isn't that worse? <laughs> worse for your knees, <laughs> maybe. Worse for it's, your knees. Well, no, it's just more it's worse to be around them. Ah, if you everyone's know? like that, you know, everyone on that planet's like that, and they don't want other help. So everyone on their planet is gym mad. I know loads of drug addicts and mm. I know loads of people that go to the gym and I know who I would rather take to a party. Yeah, but you're you're the different thing here. If everyone was someone that went to the gym, including yourself, that's the planet. That's, you know, that's why they don't want the uh, the Cerritos there. It's just like... Yes, but, mm-hmm. but as, as they say, as they say, they are not actually tackling their problems they say they run until the voices stop (laughs) um we got a great little mural i love this i'm looking at the image now it's so funny just that like you know at first there goes the enterprise there goes the enterprise and then we freaked out yeah and and then we were fine yeah uh yeah it's they're not actually dealing with their issues unlike Mm. me who is it who has been going to therapy for the past few weeks, and I'm happy to, and I'm happy to say that it's going very well, and it's and it's very good. so far having a very positive effect on me. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, I, I just think, Picard, if he actually like organized another ship to go by, and keep helping them, not necessarily delivering them Felicium if he didn't want to do that, but you know, if these people are killing each other because he's cut them off from their supply. And likewise, the other planet who was completely reliant on all the other yeah. industry. And they're like, nah, you know, you're going to have to learn how to grow food yourself again. Yeah. You like, know? that. yeah, it's just, it, it's it's a, um, you you can't, a society isn't something that you can just set and forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a kettle, you know, you've got to make sure it doesn't spill over. Yeah, man. It's, um. It does. It does remind me of that whole like you know. Just don't buy drugs. You can't do drugs if you don't get drugs. Mm. Morality tales told by people who don't fully understand the 
the the the the, the concept that they're telling the tale about can yeah. sometimes be a bit iffy. Um, still, classic episode. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the better ones in season one. Season one's very sketchy. It's God, it's season episode. one as well. God. Yeah. Wow, yeah. man! Season one of Star Trek: Next Generation—they really were like they really did try to just bust out of that fucking gate, like yeah, metaphor, metaphor, drugs, metaphor. sex episodes, yeah, fucking racism, really racist episodes. God, yeah. they were they were fucking they they went full throttle. Pardon yeah. me, I keep burping because I've been drinking beer and sparkling water. Uh. Um, while you're burping, I will say the pie-eating contest might be a reference to Breaking Bad. So in really? Breaking Bad, Badger, um, you know, the, the the bigger mate. I have not actually talking... seen Breaking Bad. You've not seen Breaking Bad? I'll, I'll no, put, I'll put the I'm, clip in the video. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Better Call Saul to be over, um, which it might over. be. I think it yeah. might. Is it? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure there's another season. That's done, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the finale this week. I'm pretty, yeah. sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the finale of Spectacle Soul was no. today. Your, no? your calendar, mate, is way off uh, again. Are you sure? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so in, in Breaking Bad, that this one stoner character is talking about a pie eating contest on the. Um, Original Enterprise, the TOS. Was Enterprise. it the last episode of the biting contest? Well, on the day. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, but Spock, Spock doesn't know why he's losing, but the guy's like beaming pie out of his stomach, and that's like he goes on for like a five minute riff about a pie eating contest on the um, Enterprise. So that this has got to be. I like may have a to. I may to have it. to. I may have to uh, check that clip out. Yeah. Um, early. Um, like I say, my plan is to watch Better Call Saul mm. into Breaking Bad, just because um, I like to. I like to watch things that are made out of order. I like to watch them in the order. Yeah. And if you... I can, if I can, if I can, mm. I will do it untainted in my mind. So, like, as much okay. as I like. When I, I I wanted to watch Breaking Bad, and then they started making a prequel, and I was like, I'm gonna hold off because I like to see if if the narrative follows, you know. One thing if that the, might the, break that if for the, you. If the recurring characters, I know I've heard that I've heard that there are some inconsistencies. Flash, well, there's flash forwards in the prequel to after. Oh, son Breaking of a Bad. bitch! <laughs> son of a bitch! Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to do that. I haven't watched Better Call Saul myself, I should say. But I know there are flash-forwards till after Breaking Bad. I'll figure they just it out. Do, they just do it to annoy you, mate. They just do it to annoy I'll you. I'll skip it. Yeah. It won't, be, it, won't be, it won't be as difficult as when I try to watch Arrow in chronological order, which is mostly mm. flashbacks. But yeah. I found a channel on YouTube that had all the flashbacks in chronological order. Mm. So I watched all those and then I started watching Arrow and just skipped through all the flashbacks. I did that with Lost and that was a pain because Lost, I think, is one of the worst ones and Arrow will be the same where the thing happening to them in the present thematically is mirrored in the past or whatever. 
Yeah. But then right. if, if in Arrow, where he goes from being a killer to not a killer, in the past, he goes from being a killer to not a killer. Yeah. But if you watch all them in a row, all the past and then the present, he goes from being killer, not killer, killer, not killer, killer, not killer. Yep. Yep. And that happens yep. on Lost as well. We like pick a side, Saeed, you know, are you going to kill yeah, people man. or not kill people? Yeah. But the way I, I, uh, I resolved that in my head with Arrow was he decided not to kill people for like no reason that he wasn't involved with like mm. cuz like yeah. by season 5 or whatever the flashbacks are him with the Ru- russian mob yeah <laughs> and then he goes back to the island yeah he, go- he goes back to the island that he was marooned on to get picked up after joining the russian mob yeah whatever. that's about where i left off arrow i was by then i was like nah no, thank you. None of this. None. No more. Um, uh, Black Mirror. You. There is a. There is a list of it all in chronological order, and it's quite. Yeah. Fu- it's quite fun to watch all of Black Mirror in chronological order because you know a lot of the episodes are set like now. Yeah. And then it's like you know if you've ever seen the show you Years watch Society, and Years, it's like um, yeah, like you watch Society down. like go up and down at the same time, like ooh. But anyway, anyway, we're here for track, aren't we? Um, oh, yeah. this note, I'll knock this note out. Yep. While we're talking about the pie eating contest, <laughs> Rutherford says he's been starving himself for days. Now, if you are, if you find yourself about to enter any sort of eating contest, right, I might not look like I know what I'm talking about, right? Mm. But I had a good friend who once won a fucking stupid steak challenge. Uh, 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 a cattleman's restaurant in Harrogate a few years ago. And mm. this is how he did it. He ate shitloads for days leading up to it. Mm. Like, at fucking as Stretch much as stomach. he could constantly. Mm-hmm. Then, like, had, like, a big dinner the night before. Went to the gym. Had, like, a massive shit in the morning. Went for a run. Just, like, mm. emptied his body. Yep. And then he fucking smashed that bastard. Fries and sides and all. And watch out for this. Liquid yeah, fills. Liquid Absolutely. fills very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's where they hey. get you. Yeah, man. Pace yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was one of my laughs, like out loud laughs of the episode as well, where the pie contest is cancelled and they go out. And they're saying, you know, there's plenty around here to do that doesn't involve um, sugary diarrhea. And Boimler's going, maybe for you there is. Maybe for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah Did like that. One. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I laughed outside of the episode. I checked something out that, that we've not checked out for a while. When we were doing Strange New Worlds, we were, we were checking out the star date. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this episode was set on... Is set on star date 58496.1. And do you know okay. what that date is on Earth? Um, November 13th, 1980. 1980. 1980. So presumably uh, it's it's a um, it's the yeah. birthday of, uh, of, of a member of production crew or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun to think that this episode was set in the 80s. Yeah. Rather than the 2380s. You know. Yeah, man. It's only a couple like, of hundred years off. 
I know, it's completely anachronistic. Only one character yeah. had their sleeves rolled up. Yeah. There were hardly any massive shoulder pads. So now we can actually talk about it. Did you think the drama of the episode, did it all work for you? And I'm asking, uh, you know, slightly pointedly, because when everyone was against Mariner, that mm. felt like slightly overdone, including when Jennifer was. Well, I mean, the... the That, no. Her mum mm. disowning her, I thought, was an extreme reaction. Yeah. Um, and as I was thinking that, like, we're led to believe that Mariner is the one that's disclosed all this information. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, that's really stupid, Mariner. So I'm thinking, like, at this point, like, Mariner's done something really stupid, and her mum is is overreacting entirely. Equally stupid, yeah. yeah equally yeah. stupid. The crew's reaction, c- considering that, like, what what as far as they're concerned, like, Mariner has like aired all the di- the crew's dirty laundry, which has then been blasted out over the internet. Mm. So now. They're getting memed. There's people on Twitter taking the piss out of the Cerritos. Like, yeah. you know, they're a, they're a team. And as far as they're concerned, one of their number has has kind of betrayed them. So, like, that whole reaction from the rest of the crew, I kind of understood. Like, I it wouldn't, yeah. you know, I, I'm not saying it's it, it was an okay reaction, but I definitely no. saw where they're coming from. I, ju- I just think, know? like, the, the only people who stick by it are the other lower deckers. Like um, Boyne was saying, you know, doesn't matter if you did it, just apologize for what your mom thinks you did and mm. it'll be fine. But Jen... Bullshit! Yeah. No fucking way! Bullshit! Uh, apologize for something you didn't do. Apologize for nothing! Yeah. But like, Jen, in episodes past, you know, her last episode with um, Mariner, it was... No, I like how abrasive you are. No, I like how, mm. you know, these parts of you um, stun my friends, stun me. Yeah. And then it felt like a bit of a heel change this episode other than to be like, oh, no, you kind of lost out on everything on this ship. Mm. And, you know, that it did work. Like the, the oh, you know, this always happens to me. I, I'm going to have to leave this ship like I've left so many others behind uh, before. That That worked. That was like, good emotional bits for Lower Decks. That's one of the best yeah, emotional like, bits. Because, like, as far as she... Because she actually knows what she said. So, yeah. like, she knows that she actually hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. And so, like, you know, from her point of view, it's like, I tried to go and be nice, and I, I said a bunch of nice things, and everyone fucking mm. kicked me off the ship. So, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, some of the um, some of the things that were said, um, I, I I laughed out loud when um, when the journalists accused the crew of the Cerritos of being silly. Yeah, silly. Silly things happen here on know. the Cerritos. How what? Dare How dare you? What is is what's silly about issue two of of Lower Decks, where the crew of the Cerritos face off against Dracula? Yeah. What's silly about that? Yeah. I think she's a very sneaky journalist as well, you know, or a good journalist in that being sneaky. She's a fucking journalist, isn't it? She managed to pull information out out of people without them knowing. Mm. And 
it does seem like she's lying when she's like, oh, California class, you know, because later she's saying about doing stuff during the Dominion War. And yeah. if it's your first time on a ship, but you were somehow covering the Dominion War. God only knows what you were actually doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, stuff on planets, maybe. That's it. Star Trek, it. You're, you're either on a ship or you're on a planet. Oh, nice. she could have been on a starbase. Yeah. Still got to get there somehow, though. And if you've got there to a starbase or to a different planet, you've traveled on a ship. Yeah, likely. Yeah. Um, uh, she reminded me a lot of the uh, like reporter character that was in uh, The Expanse. Uh, especially yeah. with the with the like flying camera, yeah, the, the drone camera, the first of two drones that we get in this episode, that little drone camera that we mm. get, um, yeah, reminded me of that, uh, which I always liked. Um, that that episode of The Expanse gave me a good idea for for that's where I got the idea for like a, a Star Trek mockumentary. Mm. The office in space. Yeah, yeah, it was the camera work in that. Yeah. Like, that could be done. Mm. That could be done. Um, Mariner gets sent to Starbase 80, which I thought was one of the things that they'd, like, set up very heavily earlier in the season. But apparently mm. they've been setting up since season one. So in season oh, one, they no. mentioned Starbase at 80 and sending you away there. So, like, it's been a threat for a while. Uh, the did they do? Did they do? Um, did they? Did they do three strikes? Did they mention Starbase eighty three times, and the third time she was out? Maybe there's one certainly this season, um, and there's one in season one. So could be three strikes. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, the other another line. I, I laughed out loud at. Um, was uh, when they were checking out uh, the people on the drugs planet. Uh, and he says, make them show you their government just in case it's secretly run by kids or somebody mm-hmm. pretending to be the devil. Hail yeah. Adra. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, then quickly we get a mention of like Landru. But who mm-hmm. who's it, who are they referencing in the kids? What government was run by kids? Um, there was the TOS planet that was only kids that people grew up very quickly. Um, mm. Was that and now the children shall lead or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. that is that, that the was one the that only one? Like... That, yeah, that was the only it's one got... that came to mind. Yeah, I, that's the one. I, that's what I was thinking of as well. I think that that's the episode with baby Ron Howard's brother. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then quickly, uh, I left when he referred to the other uh, planet shortly after as the Pusher Planet. Yeah, go check, go check the Pusher Planet. Mm. The the other things that got me laughing were the return of the conspiracy theorist. Mm. So um, you know, Mariner's walking through the corridors, and everyone that's what that's about, it. right? Yeah. So he's the, he was the same guy as like Wolf Three Five Nine's an inside job. Right, and, the meme. Yeah, and in this, the he's going meme. like, I know this is like just temporal war, Cold War shenanigans, but you really fucked us over. Or That's what that line was about. I yeah. thought that that was like, I've got that, uh, that in my notes is like foreshadowing. Yeah, Daniel's question mark. 
Is that <laughs> foreshadowing? Is that yeah. how the strange new world thing happened? Maybe it is. Maybe that's how the yeah. strange new worlds thing happens, which might world. happen this season because there's still one episode. God damn it. Wait, imagine if you could you could knock off if you do strange new worlds through a temporal cold war with a crossover, then you could get Archer back as the shadow guy. Oh my gosh! Is that is that is that who the shadow guy was? Uh, it well, some of the theories were Archer was the shadow guy. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, my other big laugh of the episode was Doctor Miglio getting the command. He's being like, "Yeah, man, hail my mother, yeah. <laughs> hail my Mimo." <laughs> Hey, Mima. I thought it was funny when the captain comes in, sees and goes, Mima? Like yeah. she knows her as Mima as well. Yeah. And he's going like, oh, you shouldn't call me at work. Goodbye. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins has just got like one of the, the funniest voices, you know. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, did, did you notice that the, did, did you notice that the, like we noticed last week that the animation was, of a particular mm. was particularly was noticeably better. Yeah, I noticed that the 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 animation was consistently as good this week. There was a lot of like little little moments, like Captain Freeman fixing her hair and like glancing at the camera as she's talking and stuff. There was a lot yeah. of like little moments like that that were um that, mm. that you know little uh, little little micro expressions and inflections and stuff that were that were showcased really well in the animation. Yeah, for for the most part, and I thought the the main like attack of the Breen on the Cerritos was good. I thought badass. The, I thought the design of the the uh, Texas class was quite boring. Yes, kind of because you see like, like the bottom of it; it's just like very smooth. There's yeah. not much to it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, the Nova class with mm. less teeth. Yeah, you know? yeah, not much to it. It's a fucking drone. Fucking drones, man. Do you want fucking my conspiracy robots, theory? Robots coming for our jobs. Do, do you want my conspiracy theory? And I'm going to be that the Wolf 359 was an inside job kind of guy. Go on then. The Admiral knew the Breen were on the planet, or they weren't actually Breen, they were Section 31. Yeah. Because that and... automated ship was no. mighty close to um, the Cerritos, wasn't it? Convenient as hell. Mm. Mm, yeah, I definitely... My uh, my my conspiracy tourist uh, ears pricked up at that. Yeah. So th this is an, another false flag operation by the Federation, potentially. Yeah, we're getting, getting drip-fed a lot of, like, a lot of Black Ops-style shit. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Rutherford's um, shady, uh, yeah. amnesiac, hazed past. Um, this this shit. William uh, Boimler. <laughs> yeah, William you know, Boimler is now section thirty-one. You know, but I think uh, did I, I mean like I'm starting to question whether or not Wolf three five nine. Well, it, it definitely was an inside job. Picard did it. You know, didn't he? He had his yeah, body taken mean, like, over, his mind taken over, but he did it. But I mean, like, what, what else? You know, yeah. do we know 
if um, Starship fuel can melt steel beams. Mm. True, true. Um, Who knows? Th this is also where I'm like, when I was saying, I think this lays a lot of groundwork for like a follow-up or whatever. They say there's free automated ships, but we already know that there's Peanut Hamper, there's Agmus, and then there's like Badgie or Control or, you know, one of these other things. And then all the other guys in the, all, all yeah. the other laughing um, computer towers. Yeah. So I, I've got two things that, you know, one I want to see and one like I think probably will happen. Peanut Hamper and Agnes getting control of the ships, I think probably might happen. But what I want to see instead is go back to the Daystrom like locker of people. And after they stop the Texas class, it zooms out and you see all the lockers of like um <laughs> and then there's a very big locker. <laughs> yeah. With the uh, Texas class in it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, small locker, small locker, small locker. Big locker. Yeah, yeah, man. You heard it here, folks. If they, one, if they don't use that joke, they're idiots. They're idiots. Two, yeah. if they use that joke, they owe Mike money. Yeah. Hell yeah. Throw it this way. Throw it this way. I thought it was weird that it was called a Texas class because it's so little. And yeah. everything's bigger in Texas. But like the, I, I justified it as like it's Texas class, so of course it's heavily armed. You know? Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah. You know. And it was the Aldeo in the same way the Cerritos is named after a part of California or a river in California, whatever it is. The mm. Aldeo Aldeo is part of Texas. So we've gone on to uh, states and naming places from states, really. Yeah. Mm. Kayshawn lived in a cave. He did. I can believe it. I, I bet that um, the Tamaranians have got some... Uh, I bet they've got some kooky customs. I bet he had to live in a cave as part of like a a rite. Mm. Well, you don't know how many of those um, beasts um, are around, whatever they are. Yeah. The beast of... I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> the Beast of Podman. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of have like Mariner going off with um, Alderaan, whatever her name is. It's Petra. Vash. Va not it's pretty Vash. much Vash, isn't it? It's not yeah. Vash. It's, it's not, not Vash. Not Vash. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was another one where I was like, yeah, we kind of saw that coming earlier in the season where the episode kind of leaves off like that. You know, so. Yeah. Like that, that character, yeah, that character, like she was, she was in the episode that she was in. She, she was too interesting mm. and not integral to the plot in any way. Yeah. Not featured to, enough. Yeah. For us, yeah. for us to not see her again this season. That, that's, mm. that's, for, that's for true. And I wonder if, I know we've got one episode left. I know with that, you know that now. I, you know that I don't know nothing. I don't. Hey, hey, don't ask me. I don't know nothing. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Mariner doesn't come back to the Cerritos next episode. Yeah, because the last two season finales have had like someone off ship. 
first mm. season finale had Boimler on the Titan. Second one had Freeman mm. being arrested. So yeah. I think if it's like the crew splits up once a season finale, it seems to be or the lower deckers do. You know, it seems to be a, a trope they're going for at the moment. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they even did it on Strange New Worlds. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Hmm. That's all they can do nowadays. Yeah. Pick a member of the Discovery to be lost. Um, in fact, last season Discovery um, book got taken away into prison as well. Into prison. Did he? Yeah, he got oh. taken away for trying to bomb the enemy. The oh enemy. yeah, yeah. And he got he got taken. His jail was doing his job that he likes to do anyway in yeah. preservation of animals. You know. Um, I'm still, you know, I guess since we've got that finale, I'm holding out hopes for some animated Pike. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe temporal cold war man. Yeah. yeah, would be a way to go back. You know, they've got to find a way to go back and track. There's not only, God knows of many. Not only go back, but bring back Archer. Yeah, yeah. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I come round to 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 Archer getting some justice. He needs to be redeemed. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like because he was great. Mm. Archer was great, and. Yeah. Uh, and they did him dirty. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll get some temporal Cold War shenanigans. God knows the Cerritos loves them some shenanigans. Yeah. Pieting contest. Pieting contest. How dare they? How they dare they steal from um, Breaking Bad? I know. And Americans as well. So like, it's all fruit pies. Like yeah. that's not a contest. Come here. And have a fucking pie eating <laughs> contest with pie. some steak and ale pies. Yeah. Get a fucking meat and potato pie. Yeah. See how many of them you can fucking chow down. Mm. Fucking fruit pies. Fruit pie. Fruit pie. Um, did we have anything else major on the episode you wanted to talk about then? Uh, no, nothing major. No. Um, no. Any message for the episode um, that you had? Uh, I, I couldn't really think of a message so much as mm. like, you know, in as much as uh, we have a saying in our family, in my, in my family, in the Lund family, it's from a book. Um, I won't say the name of the book just because I have a feeling that by Mind now. Camp. <laughs> no, it just, it's one of the, it's like a self-help book okay, for yeah. families but, like, I have a feeling that, like, if I go back to it now, I'm going to see that, like, as time's gone by, some of the concepts have mm. maybe become, like, are now seen as problematic. Yeah. So I won't say the name of the book. Uh, but one of the one of the rules in the book uh, was to seek to understand before being understood. Yeah. Um, it's an important thing. I use it in my life all the time. I use it at work. I use it with... You know, I, I try it with my partner's kid. I know my brother uses it. My sister uses it with their kids. Like it's it's an important it's an important thing to to have in life, and it's important like axiom. It's a good saying to have, you know, because mm. you've always got it. You can say it to yourself. You can yeah. say it to other people. Um, seek to understand before being understood. Yeah, that that's better wording because I was desperately trying to put into words. And the best I could do was people deserve the benefit of the doubt and might not well, be as bad as you think. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And what one that we're going to like less because it's military, uh, loose lips sink ships. So, um, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> do you know what? I'd say that's the most important message. All yeah. right. Um, loose links, loose lips sink ships. Um, yeah. main takeaway from the episode. Mm. Um, keep your mouth you, closed around reporters. Keep your mouth, keep your mouth, mouth closed around reporters and cops. Yeah. If you're ever picked up by the police. Yeah. And if and if don't you have to answer, have to. don't say more than you have to. Don't say a fucking thing. And if mm. you have to answer a question, simply say, I do not recall. Yeah. Have your lawyers present. Have Saul yeah. Goodman. Um yes. linking it back. Yes. Have always Saul have a, <laughs> Yes, always have a lawyer present if you are dealing with the police or your mother. Yes. Yeah. And on that startling revelation, um, I will say... Yeah, live long and prosper, motherfuckers. And peace and long life, double the masses.